0: 23, seven. We looked at it Sunday. Let's uh, we're 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 working on who are you and what can you do with your one and only life? So that's a question. We should always answer the question that's on our life. Uh, Holy Ghost is always provoking us to love and good works. It says in verse seven, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he speaking about all of us. As I think in my heart, so am I. The, the BBE says, for as the thoughts of his heart are, so is he. So we've, let's just run this through. It's not different than you think. It may, you may work on it and pull on it and persuade it to go different, but it's going to a designated destination. It's going to be exactly as you thought it would. So, uh, we said, Sunday, that your life potential, how they're going to, what are they going to put on? Well, they're not putting anything on our gravestone because we're going up, but, uh, did y'all listen to Joe Morris today? Boy, Israel's getting slammed and, and they have become the slammer. Hallelujah. So your life potential is tied up in how you think. So what are we doing? We're changing the way we think. And one key thing that we say about that is, is we're we're endeavoring to believe and think big in small places because the world is little. Uh, Dr. Cole always says, don't ever let anybody tell you uh, uh, how to live your life because they'll always prepare a place that's too small. So. We're putting on Jesus. So what we think about. And we think all day long, don't we? We think all day long. We have thoughts, gazillions of them. Uh, distractions, you'll be talking to someone and they'll, a fly will land on something or a, or a bird will dry, fly by and they'll just immediately leave you and, and go like, look, a bird, <laughs> or something like that. So what you think about limits or promotes your availability, your achievability, I mean. Your achievability is tied to your potential, to your capacity, and it's based on what you think about. So if we can only think so many thoughts, we need to change how we think or what we think about and cordon it off from thinking idle, barren, and unproductive, unfruitful thoughts. Y'all ever had fruitless thoughts where uh, I got up this morning and said, that was a weird dream. I was in West Texas and, and with people that Aren't even there anymore. Anyway, it was it was a fruitless dream. It wasn't a fruitless dream. Yeah, it was. So so let's go back to where we were Sunday and then I'll get on something where we're going. What is your absorption rate? And that's what we as Christians, as believers, as children of God, where his thoughts are not higher than our thoughts. His ways are not higher than our ways. They were, but then we got born again. And we put on the mind of Christ. So his ways, he wants us to know his ways. A good father and a good mother will tell their children everything they know. Brother Hagin always said, I've got this much, but you ought to be standing on my shoulders as you go through life. You ought to be able to look further down the road and know more than I know. So if we are limited or increased by our thinking what the thinking processes that we have not so much what you're thinking but how we think are we analytical do we ask questions well they laid hands on me and nothing happened why we ought to think about that we ought to say aha that's that's weird that's instead of being religious and saying well you know sometimes the lord heals and sometimes he doesn't you never know what he's gonna do we ought we ought to think about that and say that's crazy that's against the word and you can't believe that tradition and the word of god too so what is our absorption rate or what is our retention rate how do we retain sometimes I lose a scripture I'm just not, you know how it is I hope you do you're all over it you know the word you know the end of it you know what it means, but you can't really get it out well We shouldn't be that way. I shouldn't be that way. What is your saturation quotient? What what is it that when somebody, when you see something that's out of order in the kingdom, there's something in you that springs up and said, no. That you and I hate suffering. Compassion in us rises up. And we say, that's not going to stand while I'm standing here. And... uh, In our society right now, people are just getting bullied and killed and beaten up on the street. And there'll be 12 people around them watching someone just getting beaten to death. And what are they doing? They're taking pictures. But they don't want to get involved. Well, we're involved. We're involved. So we have to have a purpose in what we're looking, what we're seeing, and what we're hearing. There's got to be a purpose. You don't just, just turn on the cameras, as it were, and turn on the, the audio sensors and just, and just do a mind sweep through life and just listen to all the junk the unbelief and just let it filter in and go down into your heart and become a part of, of your believing system. We, we've got to have a filter. We've got to have a, 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 a wall that says that's not coming in. We've got to have that and uh, where we rise up in faith. But I'll tell you, most Christians, I-, I can't say most, but a lot of Christians, I can say that, don't have any pushback. So that's where they say, you know, the Lord's sovereign and he- he's having his way and the Lord's doing what the Lord wants to do. And, and uh, he's in control and all that and so for those people it takes a crisis hear me it takes a crisis for them to pay attention if there's not a crisis where they're looking for an answer they're desperate they're fixing to lose something precious it's fixing to go down on them then they wake up and they start listening looking for answers what about this and what about that how can i fix this in order to act they have to have a crisis And that's like we talked about how the Lord is trying to teach us to approach him where he tells us what to do in a still, small voice, a conversational voice one time. And we're not looking for a a fleece or a a door to open or a window that's, you know, well, you know, because this happened, that must mean that's going to happen. That's not. And so we have to be more attentive so that we are looking for him to be speaking. And we we're, we're listening, excuse me, we're listening for him to speak and we're looking for him to direct us. So that something that seems to be uh, in the pattern of life, hidden in the pattern of life, we discern it. We pick it up. We we got our alert on and we we say that's out of order. That's not right. In people and things you got to know when a when a robber, a thief that's coming to steal, kill and destroy, you got to know when one's in your presence. We got we got to know that before they wipe us out. In other words, you, we're, we're on we're on alert. We're quickened. We're heightened to that because that changes our potential, our capacity, our achievability that we preempt the devil trying to steal, kill and destroy. We preempt him by being Sensitized, being sensitive in the Holy. That's why we pray in the Holy Ghost. Nothing obvious happens that usually nothing obvious happens, but it, it takes us off of that wandering just out there sweeping the land and sweeping life just out there like a bottle in the ocean. And it, it gives us direction like a lighthouse that's sweeping the water to keep a ship off, off the rocks. And so, uh, uh, We have to be available. 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 When when we're just one with the world, one with nature. I, I don't want to criticize people that love to to go sit in the trees and sit on the beach because I like all that stuff too. But it is not. It is not the answer to anything. It's good to rest your soul. It's good to sit down and just... And just breathe easy and take it in because it is, it is wonderful and the Lord did it all. But that's not the answer. We don't have a crisis going on at home and we got to run to the beach or run to the forest or run to the whatever uh, to get relief. We have to have a higher uh, reward for our lives than just being pacified in our soul. Because as soon as we get up, it's back. So we have to be available. Yours and my potential, our capacity, is tied to our availability. Lord, what do you want me to pray about today? We came in this evening saying, what do we want to pray about? We picked two things and we, we just, instead of the whole world, we just worked on those two things. We became available to what he, what we believed he was wanting us to focus on instead of just saying, God, we're going to pray and we don't care what you want and what you're thinking about and what needs to happen. We're going to do it the way we've always done it. And this is how it's going to go. So the question we would ask talking about who are you and what can you do with your one and only life? The question that we would all ask is, do I want more than what I have right now? Because capacity you know, you got a quarter of a tank in your your ta- in your car. Got a quarter tank full of fuel and but you're wanting to go to Memphis but you don't want to stop on the way, but it's likely you're going to stop. You're going to coast to the to the shoulder. So, you want to exercise your right to fill up to your capacity. Well, that's the way we are. We've got a lot more capacity, but we can operate on a quarter tank all the time just put a quarter tank in, quarter tank in, just get up every day and, and just get enough to get us down the road that day. But we may not be available for the long haul or the, the project that he's got. He wouldn't send you out there without being prepared, but he won't prepare us when he said, I want you prepared, get prepared, get ready, get on it. So I came up with this, that, that thinking as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Thinking is a component of faith. Now, I'm well aware that faith is of the spirit and not of the head. But the Bible does say that we should renew our minds. We should renew our minds, So that's a part of getting your soul where it doesn't fight against your faith, where it's not in combat saying, well, we can't afford that. And faith is saying, go for it. Put it in. Do it. And so faith thinking is a component of faith because you can if you have wrong thinking, you can shut down faith. Your, your mind will freak out. Your head will freak out. So we do. We renew our minds. But let's, let me, I came up with this. To measure faith, to measure our faith. How do you measure your faith? Go on, well, you can't measure faith. It's just in or it's not or it's big or it's little or whatever. Sure you can. It's what you believe. It's what you believe unto action of the word of God. So if you say, I believe that but you're not willing to implement it in your life, then you don't believe that. Can we say that? Can we say that faith is really just whatever you say you believe that you're willing to enact or, 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 uh, or engage? So if you believe in healing or if you believe in prosperity, it's we don't know if you do or not. You say you do, but then we'll find out by what you're willing to engage or to implement or put into your life. That's the measure. So we can measure faith. So if someone someone, says, I believe in moving mountains, but they don't speak to the mountain. Do they believe in moving mountains? I believe we can move mountains. What about the storm that comes across Jackson, Mississippi, heading towards Columbus and Tuscaloosa? What about that, Northport? Well, I believe you can, but until you do, you don't believe you can. And the storm's going to tear up something. So that leads me to this. That the Bible promises are God's image to us. We read them, but it forms an image in us of our potential. It's not always where we've reached, but it is our potential, our, our achievability, our Our capacity. And so what is the end of your potential? What's the end of your capacity? What's the end of your achievability? It would be whatever the word says. You can't go further than the word. But bless the Lord, you can have all that the word says. All the promises, that is our capacity. That's who we are. But we hadn't all reached that yet. There's promises I'm believing now that I didn't used to or not as fervently. You all know what I mean. We grow in that. We 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 hit a crisis and we've never had to believe for it. But here we are. We're laying hands on the sick or even raising someone from the dead that we never had exercise to do. Never had reason to. But all of a sudden they've died. And so here we go. Does the word give you liberty for that? What's the limit? Can you cast out devils in someone that doesn't want them, that wants them? you got to know what is what's the word say, because that is the limit. That's the boundary of what you and I have with our potential. Can you go up to anybody in a room and, and or just stand up here and just say, I want everybody that's got a back that hurts. Come down here and Jesus will heal your back. Can you do that? So you've got to know that. You've got to know where your, your potential is, where, where it is and where it stops. You need to know that because you'll be bold up to the end of your faith. And faith is what believes unto action. Faith is what believes that you're willing to do. I believe that. Let me show you. Let me prove. Let me demonstrate what I believe. Faith without works is dead. Faith with works is faith. So we're talking about capacity here. We're talking about our achievability. What is the limits of our life? Well, it's whatever the word says. I'm fixing to pray for five pink Cadillacs to be in my garage when I go home. You know, you got to find that in the word because that's beyond your capacity. So the promises are what we're willing to assimilate into our reality The word is reality the word is it is reality What you believe is not always reality, but the word is reality. It is our it's our capability. It's our capacity it's our Achievability it's the potential of who we are, but you got to believe it You got to put this in here and make it match up. And that's who you become. You become what the word says you are. You, you increase your potential. You increase your capacity. All of us in here can do a lot more than we're doing. Because this says you can. If you're human, if you're born again, and we all are, we're children of the Most High. He said that's what it, what it is. Uh, by his stripes ye were healed. Well, I don't know. Well, the word says that's who you are. That, the word says that's who you are. Not what you might become. You might have a limited insight or, or agreement with that, but that's what's wired inside. That's what we'll say. That's what's wired inside. It's in you to be healed. And the word says, go ahead. Um, he became poor that you through his poverty might be made rich. Are you rich? Well, you could count your billfold. You could empty your purse out and say, well, according to this. But then you go to the word and you say, but according to this. So which one is who you are? Who, which one are you? Well, it depends on if you're going, having a, a fact check or a faith check. Who are you? You are who you believe you are based on the word of God. Now, you you might believe you can fly and jump on the roof and jump. But unless the word says you can fly, your your imagination is not backed up by the word of God. But if it says that you can walk on the water or well, that's not really a good example at all, because Peter really just walked on the word. Uh yay, we always having all sufficiency in all things. Is that who we are? Is that our capacity? Always having all sufficiency in all things, abounding to every good work. So we're not done. If that's not the reality or the the, the walking out in our lives, then we've got we've got we're only running around with a quarter tank. Is that right? Does that make sense? Yes. That there's more. There's more. You don't have to ask God. God, I really would like to... Uh, well, I have one down here. Uh, uh, in, in Jesus' name, you shall cast out devils, speak with new tongues, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Well, Lord, now would you grant me the gift to cast out devils? Well, he doesn't have to add on. You don't have to order that. When you buy a new car and order it, you... You say, well, I, I want this and I want that on it. You don't have to do that. It's already inside. Whether you know where that knob goes or you know what this lever does, it's already wired up and you can cast out devils. But you got to believe it, don't you? you got to exercise your capacity. Um, always causes you to triumph in Christ Jesus. Always. I wonder if he wants me to win. Win, Lord, we're just asking you... If you'll let us win at this one next time, you can whip us all over the the place. But this time, Lord, we want to do a trade season. We want to win this time. And next time we'll just take the the hit. He said, I always cause you to triumph in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. How often? Every time. What's the boundary? What's the border? What's the capacity? What's the the uh, uh, achievability always causes you to triumph so if we ever stop and say i'm not winning here then we're we're not going to quit because we have more in the tank we have more to be done Um, beloved i wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers is it god's will for us to prosper always always is it His will for us to be healed Always we, we could say that's my capacity what I do with it might not be you might not go You might not dro- drive to, to Memphis uh, on how much gas you got, but you could If you got a full tank um, It's a good pleasure to give you the keys of the kingdom the Lord Jesus said Well, I'm not as special as they are over there. Well, yeah, you are he's no respecter of persons so as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you approach life or who you are as a Christian and your capacity, if you measure it by what you feel or what somebody's told you, which is what you feel, you'll never amount to anything. Uh, you're 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 not qualified. Your IQ is this, or your whatever. Then then you are thinking survival. We're always those people are always trying to to be good enough or to catch up to a level that's already out there. And that's not who we are. We already got it. So as you think, as you think, as you think in your heart, so are you. We have to think that this is who we are versus how we've always been told and how we feel and how it's always turned out. This is who we are, and that is our capacity. I can cast out any devil at any time by the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, how can you say that? Because <laughs> that's my capacity. That's, the, that's my jurisdiction. I have control over all devils. I might have a time with a few of them, that, you know, getting it, because they're going to they're gonna squawk and talk. And they're going to they're going to lie and, and carry on. And I got to get my mind all, you know, in agreement with what the truth is. But I have dominion over all of them. Do you have dominion? Absolutely. What, what about cerebral palsy? We've got that. Muscular dystrophy. We got that. So that's who we are. We're not we're not measured by what's in the tank. We're measured by how big the tank is. And the Word of God is the tank, so there's no limitation. Uh, uh, so what we're doing what what we're doing in life assuming is that we're enforcing or increasing our capacity not to make us bigger but to but to fill up what's already ours. I don't feel good or. I don't think I can do that job or I don't think I can make $50,000 next year. Well, you're not thinking right. You're thinking survival. You're thinking based on experience, based on the past, based on a report that somebody said, you're, you're dumb as a rock. You know, you, you just do well to, to sweep the floors. So we have to develop a thinking as a man thinks in his heart that's not based on what's missing I'm just old worm we have to base our life on our capacity bless God just got born again just got born again last month and I can whoop every devil that comes from hell I can lay hands on anybody and they will recover These hands one month old in the kingdom are just as powerful as anybody's. You go, wow. Why would you think that? Because that's what the word says. Now, experience hopefully will make you where you have more confidence about that, that you have more finesse in how that works and you can get to it faster. But the bottom line is we're all the same. We got it all. I got it all. I got it all. Well, where is it? I am, I am renewing my mind to believe, to understand and believe that who I am is not what I've been. Or even who I am in the sense of experience, but it's what he said. I have a capacity that's Billy Graham. I have a capacity that's Kenneth Copeland. I have a capacity of whoever you think is wonderful. Curry Blake, say, say him. You go, well... Curry's hot. Curry's the he's the He's he's got more than all of us. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have more. He's just fulfilled or increased his use or his capacity of his potential. He's just maxing out what we all have better than we are, if that's true. But it's not based on what God's apportioned to you. We have it all. You have it all. And I like this. I looked it up. I looked it up again and uh, talked to somebody after church Sunday. But uh, Ben Carson's mother, her name was Sonia, and she was illiterate. She had, she could not read. She didn't she couldn't read any letters. She could sign her name. But what I left out Sunday was that she always assigned her two sons, Ben and. His brother, yeah, his brother always assigned them book reports. Now you read this book and you write mama a book report on it couldn't read a word of it couldn't read the book and couldn't read the book report but she assigned it and she graded it she put marks on it (laughs) what a bold woman and then graded it Ah, it's about a b plus this time step it up carson step it up or ben step it up and she said i've quoted to you Ben said, I had a mother who would never allow herself to be a victim no matter what happened. Because she's illiterate, so she's uneducated. It didn't matter. It didn't change anything, did it? She had that thing down in her that she was full capacity in that. She never made excuses, and she never accepted an excuse from us. And if we ever came up with an excuse, she always said, do you have a brain? And if the answer was yes, then she said, well, then you could have thought your way out of it. So that, 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 she refused to accept failure. And yet she was limited, but she found a way around it. And we've all got to find our way around it. You got to you go, well, I I didn't get much and I don't read well and I'm quiet and I'm whatever. Jesus is the great equalizer and we got to get off of this. I I was raised this way and I didn't learn that and I had a stuttering thing and and uh, I was I I was this way until I was six and had an opera. It doesn't matter. Jesus is the great equalizer and everything is based on him and what he put in us, not based on our experience and our slow start. So everybody has the potential to come to the end full fledged, full force. Your track will be different. And people will cry and they'll say, well, this isn't fair. We, we, our, our great grandparents went through slavery in the Civil War and, and plantation times. And therefore, we're victims. Yeah. And it's like, if you know who you are in Christ, in the Lord Jesus, you're not a victim. We're never a victim. The Lord said himself, you will never be ashamed of me. So he's there. He's he's wide open. Um, Thinking victory, thinking as a man thinks in his heart, he shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto him. The light shall shine upon his ways. Thinking victory means you're going to talk victory. As a man thinks in his heart, it's not just the end of it. He's going to talk what he's thinking. And whatever he talks, you know what? That's what he's going to have. So we've got to think right, because we can't talk right if we don't think right. You can't think failure, crisis, and not make it, and talk victory. Now, people do get around to other people, and they'll talk faith, and they'll talk, you know. if you ever get on an airplane or a train or anything, and you sit down, and they say, what do you do? I mean, they're cussing like sailors, blabbity, blab, 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 just yanking it out of this and that, and you say, I'm I'm a minister. Well, I used to go to church and I really do enjoy church. I like to watch TV and, watch, and all of a sudden they turn into saints. Well, the, you, can, you can blow it up that way. But thinking victories means you're going to talk victory, which means you're going to have victory. And waiting to see how it goes before you think how it goes will always cause you to have wrong thinking. In other words, you've got to steer with your thinking If you let the situation steer your thinking, you'll say the wrong thing. You'll say what you see, say what you hear, and you'll have what you say, and life will not be much fun. Amen. I wrote this down. uh, Let's see. Henry Ford says, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. I don't like Henry Ford, but he said that, and that was good. Winston Churchill said, you'll never give up on anything you think about every day. That was good, wasn't it? He didn't say it just like that. I turned it a little bit, but that's what he said. You'll never give up on anything you think about every day. So what are we thinking about? Maybe not as good as we wish we would. Well, how do you know you're not thinking as good? Because... That's how you live your life. It will show up. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So none of us can hide it. None of us can say, that's not how I think. I think better than that. But your life demonstrates that. So there's a price. There's a price to thinking big in small places. Y'all know you just don't decide one day and then it just happens. There's a price that has to be paid I like this, I looked up, I didn't know where it was. First Chronicles 4.10 says, And Jabez, y'all remember Jabez. Jabez called on the name of I- on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldst bless me indeed and enlarge my coast. And that thy hand might be with me, and that thou wouldst keep me from evil, that thou wouldst may not grieve me. And God granted to him that which he requested. You got to think big. He needed more. He wanted more. And so he asked God for more and he got more. Uh, But there's a cost, and I'll finish with this. There's a cost to decreeing a thing that it may be established unto you and the light will shine upon your way. It's not just like read it out of a book. Okay, I decree a thing. Mountain be moved, be cast in the sea. Uh, There's a cost, and you have to contend for it with the cost. I don't like suffering. Do y'all like suffering? We don't like suffering, but there is a suffering that we all are, are responsible to endure. It's not the suffering of sickness because God's trying to teach you a lesson or uh, the, the suffering of a lost loved one that uh, because you just wasn't acting right, or he's trying to show himself strong or something, not that kind of suffering. It's the suffering we do to exchange our life for the other side. In other words, The suffering we do to to keep our mouth, keep our conversation pure so that we won't show things that are negative. That we don't say, well, we, you know, little, little self's in the checkout line at the grocery store and he says, I want this. And he holds up a package and you can say you can say we can't afford that or you can just suffer and say it's not wisdom at this time. Put it back. Put it both back put the whole bag back put 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 it all back you know it's just not wisdom at this time so you you maintain your place in faith without giving up we can't afford it so sometimes when you're starting out you have to resist the temptation because there's emotions in giving you have to you have to withhold the temptation to sow to someone that's emotional. So you might sow into the wayside ground or the thorny ground or the stony ground, which the Lord can't change the return on that. It's not good ground. He said, you got to put it in good ground. So we, we suffer in holding back until we can find the good ground. Well, the good ground, they may not pat you on the head and say, thank you. We are about to go under and we appreciate that. And, And God bless you and I'll pray you the hundredfold return and all that stuff. We might want that, but that's not necessarily, oh no, that's absolutely not what we're supposed to do. So we suffer in that. We suffer to study hard and to let ourselves be taught. There's a suffering to staying awake and staying alert and staying, put your notebook in front of you and say, I'm waiting for the nugget from heaven. There's one in every service. Every service has got something. I've never been to a service that something God didn't say didn't change my life. Sometimes I didn't realize how much until later I go, that was it. That was it. Uh, one thing he told me one time was uh, there's plenty more where that came from. And that's like, yeah, 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 okay, where's the nugget? But that changed my life. It just, it, it just upended everything. There's, you have to suffer to work hard. I don't want to suffer I don't want to work hard I want to just take my ease in Zion well to gain finances you got to work hard and you got to, you got to suffer in what you do and who you do it with and all that sort of stuff you know what that means you have to suffer to serve Jesus says the greatest in the kingdom is the servant of all but that doesn't mean there's not suffering involved that's why not everybody wants to serve is because there is suffering in serving but he said, if you'll be the, the least, he'll raise you up and you'll be the greatest of all. So there's a reward to that kind of suffering. Uh, there's a suffering here at, in the word to sit under repetition. We repeat stuff over and over. This is number five in this, in this series and, and we're not we're not even near close. But what difference does it make? It's like, well, let's go to a new subject. Well, it's the word, we all need to sit under the word And we need mastery, so we're just going to have to suffer and say, I heard that last week. I heard that Wednesday. You know, I I, I heard this. Move it along. Well, until we have mastery, we're not moving along. Because that's our goal, is mastery over anything. We ought to be masters at seed time and harvest. River Church, we should be masters at seed time and harvest. We know how to sow to get a harvest. We should be master, have mastery in healing. We know who to, to pray for and how to pray for them and how to release, we have mastery over demons. You go, well, I just need a lesson or two just to hear that we have power over them. Doesn't do a thing until you exercise power. So we, we are suffering. Uh, we suffer as fathers over our children. We suffer as mothers over our children. The word says for the older men to dis- disciple the younger men. There's suffering involved involved in that. Sometimes you've got to chase them down and you've got to work with them and all that. There's suffering in uh, demonstrating the gospel. Y'all, we're not supposed to just know it. We're supposed to demonstrate it. And they always there's listen, I wrote it in my book. There's always somebody looking. Always. You're like, I just when, when they're looking, I'm going to be good. There's always somebody looking. Uh, uh, Putting the flesh under takes suffering. I really wanted to eat that piece of cake at the Smith's house and I suffered none. (laughs) I suffered none. And then the banana pudding was right there. So I hid the cake under the pudding. I put the pudding on top of the cake. And then I weighed the next day and I I could tell I hadn't suffered. (laughs) Amen. That's right. Amen. So we're enlarging our capacity. The word says in Psalms, it says the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places and I have a goodly reward. That's who we are. The lines have fallen to me. How did they fall? They fell because that's where he put them. And I know where he put them. And I'm going to live my life to that level, to that point. So there's more. There's more here, River Church. There's more. We, you look at other churches or look at other ministers and go, wow, if we could just be like them, we are like them. There's nobody ahead of you in capacity and potential achievability. Nobody's ahead of us. Well, they're famous and they got big planes and they got this and that. Nobody's nobody's out there is ahead of you. They've developed some things, but we can develop everything that's in us, too. We should. We should. Amen. Amen. There's more here than y'all know about. There's more here in River Church than y'all know about. I don't know it all, but I know some of it. I've seen it. I've looked over there. I've asked him to see it. There's more here than y'all know. And my job, if I have a job, is to develop that, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. It's my job to go out and discover how we do that and then come back and we just say, here's how we're going to do that. There's way more here than just having church, way more here than just being good students and Sunday morning, Wednesday night and valor and virtue and all that. There's way more here. So if you'll just, if you'll just go with us, and you are, you're going to see your capacity greatly enlarged. It'll be exceeding abundantly above what you could ask or think. It, it's amazing. And he says, he takes the, what does he say, the foolish things to confound the wise. We're not looking to be foolish, but whatever we look like, we know who we are and increasingly more we're becoming who we are. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to receive our midweek tith-